This is The Guardian. Hey, Laura Murphy Oates here. This week, we're revisiting the best full story episodes of 2023. Now, an episode about disappearing sea ice may not be an obvious choice, but making this episode really felt like we were documenting a big moment in global history. Since we recorded, this topic has become even more significant, with new research showing that Antarctica is likely warming at almost twice the rate of the rest of the world, and faster than climate change models had predicted. All of that might sound quite grim, and it is, but please know that this episode also has just some fun, beautiful moments where we nerd out about science and nature. Okay, enjoy. I'm Laura Murphy-Oates, coming to you from Gadigal Land, and this is The Full Story. In Antarctica, something weird is going on. The sea ice that surrounds the continent is disappearing. And while sea ice constantly fluctuates with the seasons, according to Guardian Australia's environment reporter Graham Redfern, this is different. There is a lot less of it right now and in the last couple of years than we've ever really seen before on the satellite record. Some scientists are worried we could be witnessing the start of a slow collapse of this system, which would have far-reaching consequences for the rest of the planet. There's concern that that could kick off a lot of other processes that could mean we see sea level rising faster than maybe we thought. But it's really the magnitude of the loss at the moment that's really freaking out scientists, and I don't use that term lightly. Today, an oceanographer and Graham Redfern on why Antarctica's sea ice is disappearing. It's Thursday, the 24th of August. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. I'm Dr. Will Hobbs. I'm an oceanographer with the Australian Antarctic Program Partnership at the University of Tasmania, and I have a particular expertise on Antarctic sea ice. I was lucky enough to go on a science voyage in the summer of 2016, 2017. There's two ways to get there. You can fly or take the boat. Obviously, as an oceanographer, I tend to be on the boat. You get a sense of the remoteness. So you leave Hobart and within 36 hours, 
you're you're in the roaring 40s and the shrieking 50s. You're in some of the biggest waves and oceans on the planet. I love it to get that sense of, of just how primal that environment is. This is before you've even got anywhere near the sea ice. After about, you know, three or four days of that, then you're starting to get, you know, into the colder waters and people start looking out to be the first person to catch a view of an iceberg. Yeah, your first view of an iceberg, it's amazing. I tend to think of, of those icy environments as being pristine and bleached white and pure. And it's only when the ship goes through and it flips the ice over. And underneath, you can see it's all brown and green and covered in algae and it's a real source for life. It's just, it, it's not the sterile desert that people kind of think it is. So, Graham Redfern, you're an environment reporter for Guardian Australia. I'm wondering if we can start with a bit of sea ice 101. What is Antarctic sea ice and how important is it? So we all know about the Arctic sea ice, the North Pole. Um, there's no continent. It's just sea, and that sea is frozen. Down in the south, in Antarctica, there's a huge continent, uh, but around the edges of it, we see a, a huge shift in sea ice growing and melting every year. If you think of Antarctica as a hat, then sea ice is the brim. <laughs> it will be like a circular big sun hat. Like an Akubra. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's an Akubra. It's relatively thin. It's a metre to two metres, although it can be much, much thicker in a few short places. But what's really impressive is its enormous seasonal cycle. So from summer, it goes from typically it's around 2 million kilometres squared. In winter, it goes up to two and a half times the size of Australia. Now, if you think about what that means, you're freezing an area of the ocean the size of basically a decent sized continent and then melting it back every year. And that's what people need to know because that process, it drives a big pump in the ocean, 90% of all the heat that we're trapping on the planet by human emissions goes in the ocean. And of that, almost all of it's taken up by the Southern Ocean. It's enough heat that if it was to go into the atmosphere, we'd be long dead, the planet would be cooked. And so that, that process, that enormous freeze melt cycle and what it does to the ocean it is actually critical to, to the climate that we live in. So this ocean is largely responsible for stopping our planet from cooking. What role does sea ice play in all that? It provides a reflective surface. It's much more reflective, of course, than the ocean. So it bounces a lot of solar radiation back up into space. So it monitors just how much sunlight the planet as a whole gets. But then once we receive that heat, it's responsible for pumping that heat down into the deep ocean where we would rather it was. Now, there is a payback. You get sea level rise, but that's easier to deal with than the planet increasing by 10 degrees Celsius every 10 years. So this sea ice is really essential to prevent our world heating up. When did we notice that something was going wrong, Graham? Well, weirdly... Up until about 2014, for quite a while, the Antarctic sea ice had been pretty level and in some cases growing slightly. Mm. 
And of course, you know, this was a a big interesting question for us. Certain people with certain political ideologies framed it as a a reason why there was no such thing as climate change. Climate change sceptics, basically. (laughs) Yes, 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 that's right, yes. I would remember reading about Antarctic sea ice on sort of climate sceptic blogs and in the columns of uh, conservative commentators all the time. Mm. They loved pointing to Antarctica as apparent proof that global warming wasn't really a thing. Of course, that wasn't really true. It's a more complicated system. And we were sort of beginning to arrive at a consensus view as, as, as to why this was happening. And it was a combination of the way the ocean works in the Southern Ocean and the atmosphere. So contrary to what many might expect, this sea ice was actually growing for, for decades. When did this reverse and start to cause alarm? Um, In 2022, and then again in 2023, we saw record low levels. That is in February when it's summer in Antarctica. That's the usual time at which you get the lowest amount of sea ice around the continent. But since this February's record low, what we would usually be seeing now is a pretty fast and rapid acceleration of sea ice up until about September in the middle of winter in Antarctica. But we haven't seen that. There's something like 2.3 million square kilometres less ice right now, as I'm talking to you, than the sort of long-term average and well below the lowest extent for this time of year. That's sort of roughly three times the size of New South Wales or 34 times the size of Tasmania. Will, what's been the reaction from a lot of the scientific community to the fact that so much sea ice is missing in the middle of winter? Stunned. Stunned. No, genuinely. I know that, um, you know, scientists generally try and be pretty measured, but, uh, you know, things like unprecedented and mind-boggling and stuff, these are all, um, you know, adjectives and superlatives that get thrown around a lot. But it's fair to say... The community is really, really shocked. There's a lot of sleepless nights going on. Because, yeah, we saw those summer extremes and I wouldn't say they were expected, but but summer is when you expect them. The magnitude of this, you know, just how big this change is at a time of year when the system really should be resetting before next year. Um, yeah, it, it, it's terrifying. It really is. Why is more than 2 million square kilometres of sea ice missing? Well, that's the million-dollar question. Next, the answer to that million-dollar question and what it could mean for our planet. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. 
Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Is there a consensus within the scientific community around this, that this moment is driven by climate change? Officially, no, because to make a statement like that is quite a high scientific bar. Scientists, especially climate scientists, are, are, are pretty careful when they're attributing an event to human causes. This is really difficult, especially when you get down to Antarctica, because you've got all sorts of different factors that you've got to weigh up when, you, when you're doing your study. But um, I haven't been able to find anybody that is willing to say, no, these are natural swings. And I've, I've spoken to more than half a dozen Antarctic and ocean scientists. And I think offline, the conversations in the pub, I, I don't think anybody seriously believes that this is anything other than a, a significant change in the system. Whether this is a significant change in the system that's driven by human emissions or whether it's just another big flip that we never saw before, we, we can't robustly say that. Although I think in all likelihood, if you're looking for culprits right now, the fact that the planet is warmer than it ever has been in the human life, yeah, I mean... That's the first place you're going to look. If you're going to point a finger at an underlying cause, then it would be crazy to ignore global heating because we have poured so much extra heat into the world's oceans um, since the beginning of the Industrial Revolution. So the, the, the average sea surface temperature around the world, actually, if you just exclude the, the poles, has been at record highs, again, on the satellite record since like April. It's, it's way above. What are the potential knock-on effects for us, for the climate, for the environment, when sea ice disappears. Can it, for example, lead to rising sea levels? Well, it can, but indirectly. So sea ice that's floating on the surface, if that melts, it doesn't directly contribute to raising the level of the ocean because it's already floating, right? Mm. But if you have less sea ice, that means more of the coastline of Antarctica is exposed to waves. Then the ice shelves... And the ice sheet, which is covering the land, that that is more exposed to wave action. And there's concern then that that could accelerate the loss of ice shelves and then the ice sheets that are behind them. And would that raise sea levels? Yeah. And, uh, and there's a lot of ice in Antarctica to raise sea levels. Um, you're, you're talking um, over over centuries. If it was all to melt, you're talking tens of meters of sea level rise. So it's not like that old saying, you know, whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. What what happens in Antarctica uh, doesn't really stay in Antarctica. Right. So potential sea level rises. What else is a, a knock on effect that we could see? 
So the scientists have told me that we'll likely see increased warming of the ocean. The other real concern is that underneath sea ice, there's a lot of algae and there's, it, it's the place where all the action is ecologically. And we do know that in the past, um, when we've seen uh, sea ice destabilize in regions, it's had sort of catastrophic consequences for emperor penguins, for example. And because of the breaking up of the sea ice, those colonies saw massive amounts of chicks not surviving. Well, it sounds like there's still a lot of uncertainty about what is actually happening in Antarctica. When will things become more clear? I think that within the next three to six months, we'll be able to make a a peer-reviewed statement that the system has gone through an abrupt transition. I don't know whether we'll yet be ready to say whether that's an anthropogenic or a, a human cause blip, but I think we will be able to say that. So Graham Will says it's just too early to say whether this phenomenon is a one-off or something more permanent, but it seems like that is part of the worry here, that there is so much that is unknown and that we're kind of entering into uncharted territory. Is that the sense that you're getting? Uh, yeah, definitely. The Well, let's put it this way. I, I don't think that we should be comforted if a climate scientist looking at what's going on in Antarctica says, we can't say for sure if this is human-caused. We shouldn't just sort of go away and go, oh, well, come back to me when when you know. Mm. Because the impact of what can happen in Antarctica is so wide-reaching and could reshape coastlines around the world that we need to know. We need to know for our planning. We need to know for our climate models. Um, so much of our knowledge of what to expect now and in the future can depend on what happens in Antarctica. So when scientists see a sudden change like they've seen over the last few months that they didn't expect, that that really shakes them up. Yeah, certainly we've been caught a little unawares. You know, we knew that there was a theoretical possibility that, that there could be a very abrupt shift, but then to watch it in, in action 20 years earlier than we were expecting, assuming that this is a a long-term event rather than just a blip. Yeah, that's pretty confronting. I think that what's got people like Will Hobbs really worried is, firstly, that the, the climate models don't do that good of a job at reproducing what's going on in the Southern Ocean, the ocean that surrounds Antarctica. So the question then becomes, what if the models have told us that we've got a lot more time bring our emissions down than we've actually got. For us as climate scientists, it's like, yeah, we kind of knew this was going to happen eventually. It's just kind of depressing that, you know, we messed around for 20 years and did nothing. But the urgency of action just isn't there. Politicians are still talking about net zero by 2050. 2050 doesn't matter. 2030 is what matters. The message I'd want to give to anybody, everybody, this is what a 1.1 degree Celsius warming planet looks like. Think about when we're arguing over whether we should have 1.5 or 2, 
Just think about the implications of that. That was Dr Will Hobbs from the University of Tasmania and environment reporter Graeme Redfern. This week, Graeme has been taking a closer look at the impact that this disappearing sea ice has had on penguin chicks. You can keep an eye out for that latest news story at theguardian.com over the next few days. If you liked this episode, don't forget to subscribe or follow Full Story wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also leave a review. That's it for today. This episode was produced by Joe Koning, who also did the sound design and mix. The executive producer is Hannah Parks. I'm Laura Murphy-Oates. Thanks for listening. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.